are back with a brand new episode of Chips and Tips. Yes. I am one of your hosts, Don Nisloni. And I am Ross Braun, and it is good to be back. We have been on a hiatus uh, and definitely have missed talking about tips, talking about tips and just that life. Mean, though, that we haven't been out having some because, you know, we spent a weekend out in Vegas and had some really amazing <laughs> chips and guac and and some salsa so we've been out we just got so we, busy we did. Everything and that was i mean I think time to record that was our goal was to record an episode live in vegas maybe yes. and uh let's talk about that experience for a second how about just lead on in vegas wasn't that i mean for me it was it was kind of one of those like moments in life that i won't forget well, you know, it's funny because this was our second year in Vegas um, for Teach On and Lead On. And last year, I didn't go anywhere. I just did the conference center. I just did all the stuff. And so when you were there, you were like, hey, I've been to Vegas several times. Let's go here and here. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. So <laughs> let's just go. And we did. We went and we, we got to see some places. And um, I will tell any of you listening, though, if you ever have a chance to hang out with Ross Braun and he tells <laughs> you that he knows the city and he wants to go show you around, you can believe him for the most part, um, but when he tells you he knows how to get back to the hotel, just trust him. Just make sure you have a bulletproof vest on um, <laughs> and you've got 911 on speed dial because we literally walked the back streets of Vegas because he swore he knew how to get back to the monorail uh, and I thought we were about to be murdered. Uh, before there was Google Maps, there was my brain. I'm telling you. <laughs> I don't I, know. I was walking I around as a kid. Mrs. Braun to see how well that worked with her experience. I, I'm, I'm honestly a little nervous to share too much information on the podcast here because I don't think I've told her the whole story and just how dangerous that night was. But well, I mean, I, I I've been in worse. I mean, I can think of when my wife and and Brad Gustafson and his wife we were all in. I was telling you in, in D.C. And Brad swore he knew, or maybe it was me. I don't know. One of us said, "Why take an Uber? We can just walk back this way." And it was not safe and I would not do that today, <laughs> but this was not as bad. Like we didn't really see anybody. It was just like, I was nervous because we didn't see anybody. So I just kept thinking anybody could pop out and take us and nobody's going to see. And so <laughs> no, nobody would have had, I think I even made that comment that night. Todd, we, we have kids, <laughs> we have families. <laughs> <laughs> we oh, gotta go home to them so but, definitely but we, we uh we had a great time and it, it was so much fun um getting to meet some other people but also just getting to enjoy the city a little bit and check out the m&m store and yeah. we also had somebody there at the event give us some chips a fan yeah. of the show so david help me out with his last name again because i'm here domena um from vegas right shows up with a bag of tocitos um chips that i have never seen before um, apparently I can get these, uh, at our local grocery store, but Tocitos with a hint of spicy queso. And not only are they with a hint of spicy queso, but they are the little bite size rounds as well. So David was, was adamant that that's what makes these so special is because it's, it's one scoop and it's a pop right in your mouth. Well, I, I mean, I don't know where you've been, Ross. I know you're in the middle of nowhere, Indiana, yep. and you got five places to get to a store, but those have been around a hot minute, and he's right. They are amazing. Gosh. Um, and they're one of those that, like, I could just eat the bag by itself. Like, I don't even need a dip. Yeah, I, I started in on them, and I was watching some basketball, and before I knew it, the bag was gone. <laughs> um, but i tell you what the game changer was with these chips was dipping them into queso. 
the spicy Ooh. queso into queso and coming out with just a whole bunch of queso greatness was, there we go. was it. So, and then I got to give you some props. So after a much long wait, um, box of pickle spash shows up. <laughs> yeah, this also showed up. And you were right. Wow. I mean, it, it's one of those you you open it, and it's like the smell kind of mm -hmm. hits you. It's it's definitely got a kick to it, but uh, you can't stop eating it. You know, those would be good um, with the queso chips too. I haven't tried it yet. I haven't tried it yet. I'm gonna have to. Um, you know what but, chips I've gotten addicted to lately? So I'm trying to eat better in some aspects. Um, and so I, my wife, when we were trying to get pregnant, had to change her diet and she had to eliminate a lot of gluten stuff. And we started eating Siete chips and they actually aren't bad. The hint of salt ones are really good. They taste just like a regular chip to me. Um, but I know they're healthier than a regular chip. So I, at least I feel a little bit better eating them. And the boys love them because they're not as like sharp edged or hard as regular chips. And so I can give them to the boys as well. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm I'm really into those siete chips. So that's what I'm good. Doing. And we got we had some killer guac there, right? In, oh on, my god! On the canal at the Venetian in Las Vegas, uh, it was quite the setting. That mm -hmm. that guac was really tasty. So that guac was great. So okay, so we talked about Vegas. We got our we got our chips and dips. So what's the topic tonight? What are we going to talk about? Yeah, let's talk about just the power of relationships. Um, and as we were talking about what, what to discuss tonight, go, going back to Vegas, going back to lead on and seeing the relationships that were built, it's only a two day conference, right? Mm -hmm. But they're the relationships that are built within the attendees that are there. You can see them connecting the relationships that are built between the presenters and the, the teach on family and the attendees. Mm -hmm. And then for me as a newcomer coming into that family, I just was like amazed by the open arms between Hope and Wade and the rest of the presenters and that entire family. Um, it's like, man, this is this is the power of relationships. You know, what I felt leaving, flying home to Vegas that weekend was what all the attendees, you know, 1,500 people felt like as they were traveling back home. And, you know, that it just hit me. I'm like, that, that's it. And that's what, you know, I try to do as a leader in our building uh, mm -hmm. every single day. Every single kid, whether it's in the front doors or the back doors, they're greeted by an adult. Right. Um, I make sure I make contact with every single adult in our building every single day, whether it's just a good morning, how are you doing, or it's you know more of a, a conversation, but just that the power of building relationships. So um, that hit me. Well, you know, I think I think it's funny, too, when you think about the, you know, due to the prevalence of social media, if you're using social media for more than just consuming information or for putting your own stuff out there, if you're actually using it to connect with others, it's always cool when you have those moments where you get to meet in real life and deepen those relationships with real life conversation. Uh, because to me, that's a lot of what, like, going to these conferences is about. I love the content. Um, but I really love connecting with people that I've met online or or had the conversations with and actually getting to sit down in person and be like, whoa, I'm not talking to a computer screen anymore. This is yeah. so great. Um, and it's funny because I used to always think it was when, before I really dove into this world, I thought it was so weird. It's like online dating, like so awkward. <laughs> like, why would you talk to somebody? They could, be, they could be like a murderer 
Um, but now it's like literally all of my friends are people that I met on social media yeah. that we became friends in real life. I mean, I think about people that, that my wife and I vacationed with. I mean, it's like every single person that we have in our life that we're close to are people that social media allowed me to build that relationship with. Even the people that I've written books with. Um, yeah. All of them, we wrote our books while communicating through social media because I've never lived in the same town as somebody I've written a book with. So I think that's a, a, always something that's on my mind when it comes to that. Did you kind of feel that as you met some people in real life that you had seen yeah. in passing or in social yeah. media? Yeah, I mean, Allison, um, who we presented with, you know, obviously I read her books and we've communicated through social Allison, media. Absolutely, yeah. And, um, you know, I always thought, wow, she just seems like a, just a genuine person. And I meet her for the first time. She comes up and grabs me a great big hug. And it's like, she says first, it's so good to meet you. And I'm like, wait, I'm the fan here. <laughs> what are you talking about? You know? And, um, and then just the opportunity, like I said, to present with her. Um, so that was one connection that we see that, but, you know, going back and talking about social media and uh, we're obviously we're dads, we have small children. Um, our children are not, on social media yet or do not use much technology other than to consume Mickey Mouse and, and Paw Patrol. Yep. Um, but, you know, we talk about that with our, our students at the elementary, that power, what are we using social media for? Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to only consume the negative, only to consume um, things that maybe you, you shouldn't be consuming, but also we've got to, we, I think it's important as adults um, as leaders, as teachers and educators, that we show the, the opportunity that social media has for positive outcomes, just like us right here. Um, the power mm -hmm. to, to change the world, the power to motivate people and inspire people and bring people together for a cause. And you see that a lot. And a lot of times it can be seen in a negative manner because it's uniting people for negative reasons. But what if we shift that and we use it for positive ways? Um, and it's happening. It is happening on social media. We just got to talk about it more. We got to bring it to light. And we got to show our young people that this is the opportunity that we have. Because, gosh, the, the world is literally at their fingertips. Yeah. And we, we talk about that a lot You know, at school. Like, you have the world at your fingertips when we were your age that was not the case yeah well you know and i think you bring up something too and and i mentioned it but I, it really reminded me when i heard you mention it too that you know social media can be a place that we just get on and consume information when we take from others and we learn from them um but it's like i said earlier when we forge those relationships and connect with people and begin those conversations that's when things change um, and when you can see ways to do it positively, but I think, and this might be switching the conversation a little bit. Um, but if, if you follow my, um, email list, you may have seen me share about this too. I think sometimes what happens with social media too, is some of us aren't connecting or aren't sharing the great things we bring to the table because we compare ourselves or we feel inferior or insignificant or any of these yeah. kind of things. And I think sometimes that's what those things create too. We allow them to hurt us from building better relationships because we stand in our own way. Um, and, you know, I'm guilty of it too. I can think of even just in Vegas and I wrote about this, um, but I, I just, I talked about how 
even in Vegas. I mean, I'm around all these brilliant people that I love and adore and I call them friends and I learn from them and I connect with them. But just being in that space, it was very easy for me when seeing them face to face to completely compare myself or convince myself that I wasn't at their level or I didn't have something to share that was as valuable as theirs. And in the end, you know, that harms relationships because that's that, because then I inadvertently find myself like putting up walls or distancing myself or doing these things like that. And so I think when we talk about this idea of building relationships and, and especially with us talking about social media right now and connecting with those, I, I can't tell you after me writing about that, how many people reached out and just talked about feeling the same way, that whole imposter syndrome and, and not feeling like they have it as together as other people who may have it together, which is so funny because all of us that look like we have it together, it's just because we pull it together to when we're in front of people, <laughs> we're not in front of them anymore. We definitely don't have it all together. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, that is a huge part of relationship building as well. And, and I shared with you, Ross, that, you know, uh, I, I, in my conversations with my, my therapist and all these other things, one of the things he said was like, you need to let people be able to stand up for themselves and speak for themselves. Like stop creating this narrative in your head of where things might go or where you thinking or all these kind of things and just live in the moment and just fall, hold on to what you know is true and just be you and, and let them decide if they want to be a part of it. If not, great, you know, right away. And you can yeah. find those who were meant to be around you and all that other kind of stuff. Yeah, no, that, that's great stuff. I mean, I love it. And that's what we've talked about social media. Uh, we, we, you know, talk about relationships in the present. Um, and first of all, maybe relationships that were already built. I mean, just like you and I, you know, mm-hmm. it, ch- it check on your people. The relationships that you have, it's so important that we devote time and are intentional in those relationships. Mm-hmm. I love when you you text me in the middle of the day, how are you doing today? You know, and that's one thing I learned from you is I've tried to do that more with family members and friends and, and even coworkers, you know, check in on them because mm-hmm. from the outside, it may look like they've got it together, but no one's asking them how they're doing. You know, and and it just maybe that one time or that one text message, that one simple, you know, stop in to their classroom or their office space or even drop by their house and just say, hey, how are you doing? You know, I'm here on chat and maybe they don't want to and that's OK. But when you drive away or you walk away, they've got that feeling and knowing there's somebody there for me. Yeah. And that's the relationship piece that is, is so vital. And I think. Um, you know, unfortunately in our society that we're, we're starting to lose that more and more because we're so connected and not just in our phones and social media, but we're also just busy in our lives. And it's, it takes intentionality to slow down mm-hmm. and maintain the relationships that we have. Well, you know, I think too, you mentioned in the workplace and, you know, for me as the leader of the, of the school that I was at, it was just that constant idea of, you know, when I was a teacher, I was a rule follower for the most part. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't, I, I'm totally fine with asking for permission. I mean, asking for forgiveness instead of permission, <laughs> but um, I, I would never really gotten any big trouble. I was always afraid of being in trouble. So I kept to my stuff. And, you know, when you're always doing the right thing, just like a student might be doing, 
you don't always hear good stuff. They kind of let you do your thing while they go and focus on the people who aren't doing the things or those who are going above and beyond. And so I knew when I became principals, like I want to make sure people feel seen. Um, and though none of us are perfect at it, especially the larger you get with the people, the larger of the campus you get, the more harder it is. But mm-hmm. it was always an important part of me just to ask somebody how they're doing because there's so many people that go through the day and not one person acknowledges their existence even. I mean, it's more of a like, okay, you're here. Thanks. Glad you'd be here. We didn't have to fill in for you, but like, how are you doing? And it was so funny to me. um, I had a teacher reach out to me recently that I used to work with. And she said, you know, I never really valued that skill She said, I took it for granted because you would check in, you would ask how things were. And she said, but you did something different, which I didn't realize till after you left was that you would follow up when I told you something. And she Mm -hmm. said, it made a difference to me because now I'm somewhere where I had to go into the hospital and last minute for an emergency surgery thing. And my supervisor knew that I was leaving and said, let us know if you need anything. She said, but I was out for two weeks and nobody ever checked in on me. Checked in. Nobody yeah. ever asked if I was okay, how the surgery went. And she said, that's when I knew that I had to reach out to you just to tell you that made a difference then. And it was, it, it, it's, it, it's so, it's hard for us to see those moments when we're in there. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like sometimes we notice them later or sometimes somebody says something later. I think but, it's who we are. Yeah, it's just yeah, it was like, I never yeah. really even thought about that. But mm-hmm. then- when she brought that up to me, I was like, okay, I need to make sure that I am intentionally having these follow-ups, doing these little things, because it is it is not easy. Um, it, it does take work, and it does take consistency, um, and there are many days that I forget to check back in, <laughs> many days that I just tell somebody, hey, how you doing? And I don't actually ask how they're doing, um, and I don't think any of us are perfect, but I know for me, it makes a big difference. And that's how I try to look at it is when something really impacts me emotionally, I'm like, okay, this now I need to really internalize this and make this Mm -hmm. personal and make sure this is what I do for others, which is why it's always been important to me. Like every day I think of somebody in my life that's important to me and I text them and I just ask them, how are you doing? How are things going? Um, and it's funny because people have said, how did you know to reach out? I'm like, well, you were just randomly my person today. Yeah. That I just want to check in on. Like there wasn't any rhyme or reason behind it. Uh, except that I also know the research behind checking in on people and just pouring into others. And it's funny because there's so much research that talks about, you know, like, and I talk about this in all my trainings, that when you show gratitude to somebody else and you pour into somebody else, it actually improves your mood more than theirs. And yep. so I sometimes the all bucket filler. We read that book. Every well, classroom has I, it. <laughs> I, I kind of, I'll admit that I do it selfishly. <laughs> Here's <laughs> what I mean by that. Like if usually when I'm reaching out to somebody and pouring into somebody or sending some encouragement, it's mainly because I'm having a bad day. And I know mm-hmm. that based upon research and my own experience, if I build them up and I make them feel good, I'm going to end up feeling good too. And so that's kind of like my, here's what I'm going to use to get me over the hump kind of thing. And I know that may sound really obnoxious or self-obsessed, but I mean, that's what I got to do. And hey, it's it's other people. So who cares in the end? It's so true. I mean, I do that. I do. I'm the same way, Todd. I'm 
if I have a difficult conversation with a, you know, a staff member or a phone call with a parent, I, you guarantee it. I walk out of my office, I tell our secretaries, I'll be in the classrooms or I'll be in the cafeteria. I'll see you in an hour. I've got to go and I've got to be around kids and I've got to fill myself up with their energy and their positivity because that's how I get through those moments. Yeah. Um, so we have to take care of ourselves and that could be exhausting. And that would be, that's a whole nother podcast. I think is mm-hmm. how much you can give into others, but not take care of yourself. Um, but no, going back to this relationship piece, I mean, it's just so important. I, re- I remember, um, you know, my first year as an administrator talking to our staff in a whole group setting and, and seeing, you know, let's make it a mission this school year that we're not going to let a student walk down the hallway without an adult talking to them. Mm-hmm. And at that time, that was not the norm in our building. Um, and it started out by just modeling that. And, and, and everybody looking at each other and saying, yeah, we're going to do this. And today you walk down our hallways and it's not just every adult talking to every kid. Our kids are talking to each other as they pass each other down the hallway, whether it's a first grader and a fifth grader or whatever it may be. Hey, how are you doing today? And that's because it's modeled from the adults and the kids see that because they're watching our every move. Well, you know, and um, I think you make a great point, but it, and I think it's important to remember that it's not always just the kids who are watching either. Yeah. Um, and sometimes the adults need, I don't know permission's the right word, but sometimes adults need modeling too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how to check oh, yeah. out on other people and that, because yeah. we all get busy and, and you know I that. Do. I mean, you and I have been like, oh my God, I saw that text and didn't respond to like seven hours later. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Uh, because yeah. things happen and we get busy, but I think it just, it's, it's one of those things that I think if you keep the mindset of you don't expect people to be perfect or to get it right all the time, um, you have that grace built in. Then I think when you, when you're looking at it from a perspective of giving them grace, um, I think that's, I mean, and I think of, there was a friend I, I put on Twitter yesterday. I got to talk to my buddy, Ben Gilpin, and he has been a friend of mine for goodness gracious, almost a decade now. Um, and, we have had just crazy lives recently. And we went from talking every day on Voxer with Brad Gustafson. We have this Voxer group talk all the time. And now it's kind of dodged off a little bit um, over the last couple of months. But it's funny that when you build real relationships, sometimes there are people in your life that you can reconnect with. And yeah. it's like not a day has gone by. And not a day has gone by. And, yeah. and it's funny, I mean, I've heard ridiculous things like that when people share they're like oh yeah i'm just like okay i haven't had a friend like that where i could connect with and it's just like everything it's like no it's awkward like where have you been this is so weird um but to experience that and i'm 30 something years old and Mm um uh and to experience that like for one of the first times just to see that play out in my life i was like oh my goodness this is what those things that people talk about are and i think sometimes too we we have this false mindset of this has to happen by we're 18 because we make friends as teenagers and as kids. And it's like, no, it doesn't have to happen at this age or in the twenties or in the thirties. You can have these kind of things at all periods of life. I think, yeah, I, it, you're going to go through seasons uh, talking about your book, you know, seasons of life where, you know, there are certain people will come, certain people will go. Um, but if the, genu- the relationships are genuine and they're real, as the seasons come and seasons go and you, you find those people again, they're, they're going to be there for you. And like you said, it may take, it may, you may get a random text message on a, uh, a, you know, a cold 
Monday afternoon that just you need. And it may be from one of those people that you haven't talked to in months or years and, and it it's all there. So yeah. I think, you know, one of the last things to hit on is just like that what relationships can do to, to strangers, you know, mm -hmm. there's introverts and there's ext extroverts. And I think we may be on a little bit opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to that in public. Uh, but I'm the guy that that's going to stop and, and ask that, you know, random stranger that looks down, Hey, you okay? <laughs> can I help you with that? Um, that's just, that's just who I am. Maybe that's where I'm from or, or how I was raised or my background or whatever. Um, that's just how I'm wired, but it, the world takes all types of people. Amen. Because I am yeah. not that person and Ross is not sharing the story, but he's talking <laughs> about how we can get on a monorail in Vegas to go somewhere and a random person talks to him every freaking time we go anywhere. And then sometimes they even know him even when we're in Vegas and I'm just like, okay, don't talk. I don't speak English. Like, let me get my phone out. It's like, it's not that I don't like people. It's just, I don't really want to have a conversation like that. But Ross is totally the person of, Hey, how's it going? Oh man, what are you doing? Uh, how's life been? And I'm just like, Oh my God, I don't know Ross at all, but we get along great. Me and Ross, do, but we're totally different when it comes to things like that. Take that. But you know, to me, that's, that's the relationships and maybe a total stranger, but that, just like the text message of people in our circle, just like the students in our building, you know, maybe that person needs to feel like a somebody for their, the next 30 seconds of your monorail ride. Um, maybe they don't have anyone in their life. Maybe they've not talked to another human all day long. Oh, and Lord, they make me feel guilty, Ross. That Good 60 Lord. seconds of, of connection. Um, with, with another adult. So that's so the way I look at part it. part of the show where Ross makes Todd feel guilty. <laughs> I mean, I can keep going if you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, you push me outside my no. comfort zone enough. I'm, I'm, I'm good for today. <laughs> but, but, but imagine what, what this world would be like if there, if, if that's all there were, you know, yeah. those, those yeah. type of people, it wouldn't be a healthy balance. Yeah. Um, so it, you know, for those people that are comfortable with that, then keep doing it and, and keep, connecting with with everybody you possibly can and trying to to make an impact um on this world and and that's you know me that's my mission in life is to make a, the the biggest positive impact that i possibly can um on primarily the youth and and of this world but but if i can make a positive impact on, on any other human then then my day has been made and i can lay my my head down on my pillow which i'm about to do here tonight soon um and, and i can rest easy knowing that i made somebody's life a little better today um and like you said earlier we're all humans we don't get it right every day we make mistakes we're gonna upset people uh you know we're not gonna get it right every time but if we can continue to, to know that what we're doing is the best that we can do and we're being true to ourselves and our genuine self then we're doing it right so there we go. Man, I no have no better this, way God. to end this conversation because Ross just took us all to church and, and poured I, into us. So I could preach all day on this. But stuff, no, I think so. I think you 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 ended this perfectly. Um just going out there, making a positive impact, building those relationships. Um so we'd love to hear from everybody else as you're listening to this this uh day, evening, week, whatever time you're listening to this. Whatever it how is. How do you build relationships? What sticks out to you? And think about somebody in your life who you haven't reached out to in a while and reach out to them. Let them know you're thinking about yep. them um, and check in on them.